Welcome to On the Edge with April Mahoney Brains. Here, this is the spot. Where the conversation is pointed, the guests are sharp, and the responses are never dull. Welcome home, Brains. There's only one requirement to hang out on the edge, is that you open your big brain and close your small mind. Did you bring your thinking caps? It's time to put them on, because the conversation starts location the conversations are pointed the guests are sharp responses are never dull right here on the edge today we're going to jersey never been in new jersey been in new york but never been in new jersey so i'm going to see what they're uh putting down see if i can pick it up with susan lieberman we're going to talk about integrative health what does that mean is it a holistic approach is it mainly physical is it spiritual is it a combination of both how do we create a life balance? What does that look like? A lot of people's lives are going to be all kilter, but where can you find a synchronicity? Where can you find a common place, a common ground to, you know, just rest yourself, rejuvenate, restore, but also live the best life? So Susan is going to tell us about that and so much more. Let's welcome her to the show. How are you today, Susan? April, I'm great. Thank you for having me on the show. I'm so excited to share with everyone. Well, I'm glad to. And my brains, you know, I always try to give them information on a life balance. It's tough. It's tough. The struggle is real. And every day it seems like we're up against, you know, opposition or the adversary or the naysayer, you know, and then that turns into disease because we're uncomfortable. That manifests into disease. And then they run looking for a great person like you to make it all better. How did you find yourself in this space? Tell us a little bit about how you show up in the world. Yeah, so if I were to tell you how I got to here, it's not been a straight journey as most of us. We take lots of different pathways to get to where we are today. Um, but it all leads to where we are today. So um, it started for me, the whole healing, um, when I, my parents had a farm and I used to nurture back to health little birds and animals. um, So it was always something that I loved to do. When I was 12, my mom was diagnosed with cancer. Mm. And overnight I became an adult and I was my mother's caretaker until she died. And for a lot of years growing up, I would considered myself a motherless child. Um, But it took a toll on we're talking about life balance, it took a toll. And um, I decided to become a nurse or start my career in nursing. And it was just a natural progression. In college, though, I found meditation and yoga and realized that there was a whole different side of things than than I knew or what I was learning in nursing uh, school. So um, I started to realize that I could put both of those together. Um, And so when I got out of uh, nursing school, out of college, I went to work in a world-renowned cancer center. And um, I've had many people die in my hands, in my arms. And I've seen a lot of suffering and I knew there needed to be a better way. 
Right. So what you did was you springboarded and you left traditional nursing and went more into an integrative, integrative, holistic approach. I found that a lot uh, with nurses and also how. So at the crossroads, you've seen people there many times. They've come across your threshold. I see a lot of nurses now going into more integrative or holistic um, and even hospice care because they're seeing this transition. Mm -hmm. What caused you to springboard from traditional nursing into a more integrative approach? I knew that having so many people die in my arms really every week, that there needed to be a better way. And it wasn't just about the physical taking care of people, but it was also the mental, emotional, and spiritual aspect of it. Mm -hmm. And the wisdom of the body, body to heal itself. So I knew that there was a better way. And um, that's, I went back to school and I learned integrative techniques and lots of different ones. But um, another reason that I decided on this path really was for my own health as well, because I got married, I had very small children, I had a career, I traveled uh, in, my, in my career, in my job. And I was just exhausted traveling a couple hours a day to get to work, et cetera, et cetera. You know, the, all the things that modern w women and modern parents have to deal with. They do. And um, I- but You know what they don't out. deal with and what they don't realize is that you can delegate. <laughs> yeah. That is one of the things. Yes, and setting boundaries. Exactly. Setting, setting boundaries for others and for yourself and asking for help. Absolutely. So actually that was one of the reasons that I got into natural healing and natural health and what I call integrative health, taking the best of the Eastern wisdom healing traditions with evidence-based science because they both work together. It's not an either or, um, at least not for me, it isn't. And because you know, we can talk about what that looks like, integrative health, but ultimately what I found with years of dealing with people is just what you're talking about. It was more than just, you know, what natural product am I going to take, whether I'm going to take a yoga class. It was so much more than that. It was our programming and our conditioning and our beliefs. And one of the beliefs is that we can do it all and that we don't realize that we need to take care of ourselves first and foremost because that's not selfish. That's a priority. Because well, once you know what? It's that, a, but it's a reality because absolutely. if you don't take care of yourself, you have no bandwidth, no strength, no energy to take care of anybody else to the maximum capacity. That's exactly. like me. I just had to dial back on a situation. Something just broke my heart, Susan. And I know this is kind of off the subject, but maybe you can help me integrate this in my life you know you have to teach people how to treat you yes in this world and i had to pull back on a 45 year friendship but it no longer served me it wasn't reciprocal it drained me i had to change my whole composure my way of thought i couldn't speak freely because i was kowtowing down to somebody else's needs instead of my own and that so many times happens with a partner, with your children, with your job, 
you know, again, like you said, setting boundaries. This is something that just doesn't feel good. A boundary is for me. It's not for you, right? It's actually, it's for everyone. Mm. So it really is for everyone because unless we teach people how to treat us um, and we're constantly people pleasing or think that we don't deserve to get what, what we, what is our birthright, right? right? Um, then they keep on treating us how we're viewing ourselves in many instances, not in all, but that's one of the things that I find is, and that boundary is so that I can take care of myself so I can be the best I can be for me, mm -hmm. but also for others. So in a way it's for both. It starts with me. It starts with ourselves and it come, goes out. And, um, and that's what I find. I also find, by the way, when you're talking about, um, you know, sometimes boundaries does mean that we can no longer continue a relationship like it was before, whether that be a significant other, a spouse, a friend, a coworker, a boss, whatever it might be. Um, the one thing I would add to that, and this is where we get into the, you know, what's what's in, in our minds, what's between our ears, what's those beliefs and what's those programming? Those are the root causes of a lot of things. I find though, that one of the things, and this is a hard thing to do is forgiveness, okay? Forgiving ourselves and forgiving other people for being human doesn't mean that we, need to maintain contact with them but if we don't forgive in some form or manner right. they're renting space in our head absolutely absolutely no real estate brains there's no for sale sign here <laughs> exactly so you know and that's where i realized that you know i could give all the techniques and i could do all the energy medicine and uh, we could talk about herbs or whatever we talk about but until I got to the root cause of things, um, those same conditions and habits would come back. So if we're talking about life balance, if all we do is take a look at your schedule and see how to rearrange your schedule without rearranging some of your thought patterns. Exactly. exactly. And prioritizing. the same. Prioritizing. What is, you know, what is important and my husband hates this term, multitask. He can't stand it. He says that is just a mere distraction. You are too busy doing a whole bunch of other things instead of being intentional to that one particular thing and then springboard it. You might be able to, you know, do dual assignments, but this, I can multitask, you know, I can ride my bike, chew gum, cook the, the, the this and rock the baby all at the same time. He says, you know, it's just a lot. So you use the, the uh, modality of in, integrative health. Explain that to us. Yes. So by the way, I just want to go back to balance doesn't mean that you'll never be tired, by the way. Right, right, right. It means that you're doing the right things at the right time with the right mindset. And the balance comes from within us and then it comes out, right? right. So. So I just wanted to say, it doesn't mean that everything's 50-50 and you'll never be tired or exhausted again, but you know how to up, get yourself back up and get yourself going with the proper mindset. So that's what it means. Integrative health. Integrative health is what I'll call um, 
there is alternative health that would be um, non-conventional non medicine or, or not in the mainstream, although it's becoming more mainstream, by the way, even in hospitals. Um, complementary health would be, okay, you go ahead and you um, do your mainstream and you can do this too. Integrative health means putting them all together because they are, they fit together. They're not separate. Mm. So that's why I said that I integrate the Eastern wisdom healing uh, traditions with evidence-based and Western science. Okay. So give us some of the Eastern philosophies that you yeah. incorporate. So the Eastern philosophies, they're all about balance and they're about mind, body, emotions, spirit, and not separated. They're all seen as one. As a matter of fact, the heart is not, the mind is not considered just the mind and the brain. And the heart isn't just considered the, the, the heart. It's called the, the heart mind because it's mm -hmm. all considered one and it's all integrated, right? Okay. So we could talk about things like from the Eastern healing wisdom traditions, meditation, um, natural products and herbs. We could talk about Tai Chi, Qigong, yoga. We could talk about energy medicine. We could talk about acupuncture, Ayurveda. There's all different types out there. It can right. be a little confusing, by the it way. Can. And you know, like I said, brains, what you want to do is try something at least for six weeks, you know, and see if that works. If you are under a current doctor's care or current medical regimen or treatment, we want you to continue with that. But these are also some additional things because you can never go wrong with meditation. You can never go wrong. I mean, you can do chair yoga. You don't have to be on the floor on the mat. Um, the mindset work, the, uh, the meditation and, you know, working with a great person like Susan, because it's, so interconnected exactly. and when you take it down to the lowest common denominator it's about the breath connecting with source whatever your source is you know let's hope that we all have somewhere to like a uh, like a tesla somewhere you can plug in and recharge because our batteries get drained and i always tell people that this is a lifestyle change this is not a quick fix oh, okay, well, I'll work with Susan for six weeks, eight weeks, 10 weeks. I'll get what I need and then run off. No, it's like being on a weight management program. You get the results that you want, but you also pack the tools to be sustainable. What if Susan is not there? What if Susan has decided to go to Europe and not take her cell phone? You know, whatever it is, you will still be able to have these tools and say, oh, you know, this is in my arsenal. I remember she taught me this breathing thing or she taught me emotional freedom technique or we had a meditation. All these things are very important. Now, when you incorporate the Western philosophy, just in my opinion, I noticed that Eastern is more preventative. Western is more restorative or trying to uh, sustain or maintain, get your pill or cut it out. Um, how is it? that you work with clients to help them really make the distinction on which way they really need to go. Do you think long-term they can balance both? That's a lot of work. Yes. 
Yes, I, you mean as far as Eastern wisdom and uh, evidence-based science? I'm yes. not an either-or person. I would never tell anybody to go off any of their medications or any of that. Um, I, I'm very integrative. I work in conjunction with, if that's what you so choose, right? So, um, but if someone comes to me and says, can you cure me? I don't cure anybody. I help you restore the balance, both mind, body, and spirit balance so that you can take matters into your own hands and help heal yourself rather than just rely on Western medicine to say, give me a pill. And many times the pill doesn't get to the root cause of it. It covers over the symptoms. So you want to get to the root cause. So Ayurvedic has one way of doing it. Chinese medicine has another. I'm trained in the classical Chinese energy medicine, has a different way of doing it. Um, and it's not a one size fits all. It, what works for your friend may not work for you. By the way, it's the same thing with any medicine that you're going to take, any pharmaceutical. It may work for your friend great. And it doesn't work for you. It has different side effects. Not that I'm saying this has side effects, but it's different because we're different people. Well, you know what? And I, I can interject because there can be a side effect. Reality. Mm. Reality can be a side effect of, you know, clarity because we've, comp we've compact this container and we've suppressed it for so long. When you open it up, it's explosive sometimes for some people okay so that's why i'll do what i call titration and let me explain what you know, pendulation and titration let me explain what that means that means we all have a window of tolerance our window of tolerance may be this little because it's been so compacted over time you start to um gently and i'm a very gentle practitioner um you open that window of tolerance so that you can deal with it and and you can deal with it and you have the resources and you have the tools to deal with it what you were saying is is really we're in delusion a lot of the time <laughs> not really realizing what the reality yeah, is delusion or illusion you know or, exactly in, our, in exactly. our own mind that neuro-linguistic programming we talk ourselves in and out of situations Everything. We are creating our reality in here. So it may not be truth, but it's the reality that Absolutely. we're creating, right? Absolutely. As a matter of fact, they do say that um, the statistics show that 75 to 90% of all physician office visits are stress-related or what it is we're creating right. in our minds, right? right? And once we create that in our mind, by the way, then the endocrine system and all the hormones and all the chemicals in our body are released and that starts to cause the dis-ease and it's a self-fulfilling prophecy because then it's a loop back to the brain to say okay make more of these things that right, are, right. I don't need like cortisol and adrenaline so I'm so right. yeah, just, just time stamp it you know you know right where to go right back to you know I get it I totally get it so let's yeah. ask some fun things about you because you do a lot of heavy lifting what do you do personally to cleanse yourself, to make sure that you are in proper condition to take care of yourself, as well as transmute these things that you're dealing with with your clients, because you're taking on some heavy stuff. 
for years you took on sickness, you know, around people that were sick and, and people say you are what you're around, you know, nurses, I don't know how in the world you do it. <laughs> that simple hand washing, I don't know how you do it because the cold and flu season is bad enough. But when you're dealing with sick patients and their families and the, you know, the, 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 uh, all the technology that you have to know, um, your own personal issues, it's a lot. What do you do to cleanse yourself? Well, the first thing I can tell you is the mindset work was big because mm. I had to realize that I deserve, I am good enough to take care of me first. And it is not selfish because when I can take care of me, that's when I can give more to others. Otherwise, my well is empty. So that was the first thing is my mindset had to change. And then I did a lot of other things. And yes, my lifestyle did change. It changed gradually, but it did change. I stopped traveling. I got a job that was more conducive to taking care of me. Those are major things. On mm -hmm. a daily basis, I meditate. So mm -hmm. I am a certified mindfulness meditation instructor. Well, let me stop you right there. Because you know what? Mm -hmm. I had to stop meditating every day. You had to stop. I did. I had to ask universe, could you give this to me in bite-sized pieces? <laughs> I was getting overwhelmed. I was getting downloads and I felt like I had to act on all of this information when you actually don't. It's like pieces to a puzzle. You may get this bit of information now that's useful. You may have to recall this information at another time. You might have to put this other information in front of you. This is just me. That I, that I went through. It was really um, intense. And so I said, well, let me get a meditation coach. Somebody that was really, I, somebody that worked at the Chopra Center, Deepak Chopra Center. Mm -hmm. And what I was told was, again, you can ask to slow down. You can ask, it's interchangeable. It's a conversation. Meditation, people think you just sit there in the lotus position and, you know, hum or, or you know, be silent or there's all different types of medicate uh, meditation but they seem like it's a lot of work instead of just being still being quiet exactly you just hit the nail on the head of being still being still you start to hear what's going on in your head and all of that chatter and and a lot of the subconscious is now coming up because you're, you're being still mm -hmm. um but what is meditation for? Meditation is not for sitting on a cushion for an hour, two hours, three hours a day. That's not the purpose, at least of the type of meditation that I do. The type of meditation I do is to be aware of what's going on both in my head and in my reactions so that I don't react. I act rather than react. It's what I do with my eyes opened and how I live my everyday life that is really the heart of meditation, of being present right where I am instead of letting my mind run away with me. And, you know, like when you're in the car and all of a sudden you're there, you know, how'd you get there, right? That's the same thing that's going on in our head. So that's really the purpose of the meditation. And the purpose of the meditation that I do is not to say, oh, don't think of anything, don't think right. of anything. And oh my gosh, I can't clear my mind. I've got 20 million thoughts going through. Right. It's to say, okay, this is what's going through my mind at the time. 
And by the way, I'm not my thoughts. Mm. I'm not my thoughts. I don't have to, the, the thoughts are real in my head, but they may not be true. Mm. And to just be able to observe it, the more you can observe it, observe it, that's why it's called a practice. The more you can observe it, the more it loosens up a little bit. And even after years of meditation, there are sometimes I sit down and my mind just chatters away. I know, I know. Mine was just like on overload. I was like, it felt like a radio frequency. I just kept getting all of this, this, this energy. And I was like, okay, what is this telling me? Well, what my coach told me is that, you know what? You're really not taking yourself completely down. You're like in this, like when you sleep you're not in REM sleep you're not at the deepest part because you're still trying to control it you're still trying to direct the narrative you know right instead of just allowing it and trust more you allow the less of a grip it has on the other thing is is that when we meditate a lot of us are meditating from the neck up right because we mm-hmm. think our identity is right here in the head. Yeah, I pretty much from the core. You know, I try to incorporate all the chakras. Yeah, and exactly. Get down into your body. Let the body speak to you because it 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 starts to quiet the mind a little bit. But in the beginning, for a while, it can chatter away and chatter and chatter and chatter. Now there are techniques of bringing yourself back. And, and the other thing that I want to say is anybody that starts a practice, you don't have to start with a half an hour or 15 minutes. You can start with five minutes. Yep. You can start with three minutes. You can start with just breathing. Okay. And so just sit there and, you know, using that, these teeth to control that tongue, taking that deep breath. You're in a state of meditation and trance when you're at a traffic light. You know, have you ever driven somewhere and didn't realize how you got there? You know, or through traffic. And I used to uh, have that problem. I would get hypnotized by the road. I drive, you know, from Los Angeles to San Diego, two and a half hour drive. uh, And the stop and go traffic, for some reason, it would put me in a trance. So again, like you're saying, the, the big thing now, I think, is not so much mindset, but consciousness, being aware. Of where you the are. awareness of the present exactly moment. of the present Keep moment. On bringing yourself back to the present moment when you talk about balance you'll see how that really helps but this is a practice if you think that this right. is going to happen overnight no, like you said before not. it doesn't it doesn't but you know that's why you have a coach or a guide to help you with that that's what you did you got a guide someone mm-hmm. because you could be the smartest person in the world but you still need some guide. We're not an island. We doesn't do, don't do everything by ourselves. It's also one of the reasons I got into what I'll call somatic healing or body healing. In other words, let the body start to give you the messages. The body has the rhythm. 95% of what we do is driven by our subconscious. 5% is only, it's only, conscious so what we're trying to do is take that five percent and move it more up to the 95 percent. so that 95 percent of what we're doing is conscious i know but it is and 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 we do that through the body rather than trying to figure it out with the brain because you're hit you're throwing the same old patterns and thinking the same old way against the wall you'll get the same results absolutely 
So your definition of insanity. <laughs> the what? Clear the clear definition of insanity. The clear definition of insanity. You exactly. couldn't say it more perfectly. So let me ask you some fun questions. I always like to close with some really fun facts about all of my guests. Where would you like to travel? Anywhere in the world that you have not been. I would like to go to Thailand and I'd like I'm to go in there. I'm going to tell you, I'm going in March. I'll tell you all about oh, it. Oh, I, I want to hear all about it. And I also want to go to the Galapagos. Somebody else said, what is there to do in the Galapagos? I want to see all the wildlife that, you know, is, is as pure as you can get it. Okay. Um, yeah. And Thailand, I want to go because I heard it's a fabulous country, but also um, uh, the Thai forest tradition where um the meditation that i practice comes from i'd really mm. love to see that in the monastery oh, so those are two fun places i'd like to go i am going to costa rica though in december i'm excited well you know what we've traveled we've traveled a lot and that makes you a well-rounded person because again you incorporate some of those things like the mediterranean diet from europe or the spirituality from uh china and tibet that is different than here with our Western philosophy. Americans have just seemed to fall off kilter. It's like we don't really have a foundation anymore. Everybody's still on shaky ground trying to trying to figure it out. So when you go to these other places and you bring back these different thoughts and ideas and you get to look at different cultures, it just makes you such a well-rounded person. And in my opinion, and that's what it's done for me. It's really made me empathetic and understanding a lot more patient all that if you were a flower in the garden susan what flower would you be hmm i think i'd be a lilac Ooh. you see i'm wearing i may not be able to see but i'm wearing flowers yes that's just, beautiful they're so beautiful and they just give you pleasure right they're just here to enjoy if you were an appliance in the kitchen what appliance would you be if i was an appliance in the kitchen I would be a blender. I get more blenders. Why do you want to be a blender? Because I blend east and west. Wow, look at that. That's I blend east. I integrate it all. I I do east and west. Yeah. I'm gonna be the air fryer. I almost got an air fryer the other day. So I was I was thinking about it. Tell me about why you want to be an air fryer. Well, because you use a little bit of oil, you make it crispy, it's juicy, it's easy to clean, right. it's trendy. That's me, an air fryer. <laughs> I could see that. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. What do you want your legacy to be, Susan? Um, I want my legacy to be that people have hope, that people understand that in the end, we're all waves in the ocean, but we all belong to the ocean. And together we can do this. Together we can heal. Together we can live our best lives. So love and compassion and healing, that's my legacy. And, and, and hope, I want people to know that, you know, you talked about, you know, uh, you know, traveling and bringing back all these other traditions that we've kind of fallen, the West has kind of fallen off. I honestly believe that we will move forward. We will get out of this. The hope is there and I know we can do it. 
Well, if we have nothing else, we have hope. You know, we have we hope. can do it. We and can. we have you on the edge. Thank you so much, Susan Lieberman. That has been a lot of deep introspective work. Um, I appreciate you taking the time to break it down into bite-sized pieces so that we can ingest it. Um, brains, just go a little deeper. You may not go as deep as me and Susan or others, but pull back the layer of that onion and let your eyes tear. See what else is in there. Open your senses. Be aware of other people. Try to be more sensitive. Create boundaries. You know, it, it's okay. As you know, Susan said, learn to forgive. Forgiving doesn't mean having that person front row and center in your life. But it does mean allowing the capacity and space for you to move around comfortably. Okay. So thank you so much for being here. Be sure to tell my brains how to get in contact with you. Um, Susan, if there's any current offerings, um, just tell them how to, to tap into what you're, you know, what you're pouring out. Yes. So you can get a hold of me on my website. It's www.susanhlieberman. And that's L-I-E. B is in boy, E-R, M is in Mary, A, N is in Nancy.com. You can always get a hold of me through that. Um, I do have a free or a complimentary workbook if you want to work through and find out a little bit more about life balance, building boundaries, and taming time. Um, you can, again, get a hold of me through that. I will be uh, talking at the design Live and Thrive Summit on January 12th and 13th, 2024. And uh, stay tuned. I'm uh, writing a book with some other authors called Beyond Conditioning. I also do offer private and group sessions. Well, friends, take advantage of it. I, you know, all my guests come on the show and they always come with a gift. The gift is information. The gift is knowledge. They've done the work. Give yourself 20 minutes, 30 minutes in your life to explore something different. You tried everything that you already know. How's it working for you? That's the question you have to answer, ask yourself. So thank you so much, Susan. I think you are the best. I appreciate and value you. Come back and let me know about the book so we can have you read an excerpt. Great. That sounds wonderful. Thank you. I thoroughly enjoyed this with you. All right. Have a great day, Brains. Take care of yourself.